0: I
1: money I you can try fighting the law all you want, but the law is always going to win. From politicians and celebrities to sports figures and business leaders, they're fighting the law. Now here to sort out the nation's top legal news stories is America's favorite legal analyst, Royal Oaks. This is the Royal Oaks Show.
2: And welcome to the Royal Oak Show. Glad you decided to climb aboard our legal slash political extravaganza. Quite a week in both the law and politics. Engineer Mike Gary, how you doing?
1: Very well, Mr. Oaks. How are you?
2: I'm doing great. You know, uh, you called it. We were chatting off the air about John McCain's dramatic uh, move there in the Senate. Uh, You're too young to remember the movie, Mr. Smith Goes to Washington. You mentioned it. You said it was that kind of drama uh, there in the nation's capital. I got to say that uh, it, it was sort of out of a Jimmy Stewart uh, playbook. You, you saw the video I'm sure Mike where uh, McCain is, is asked for his vote and he he strides uh, into the well of the Senate and uh, he puts his thumb down like he's some sort of Roman emperor, you know, condemning somebody to to death. Uh, and i uh, said the answer is no and there was a gasp audible gasp and some people started to applaud and you can see schumer the the minority leader for the democrats waving his colleagues off now come on you know we we got to be gracious in victory uh it, it was really Really, quite something. So we're going to get into that. Um, we're going to get into uh, stuff that's been happening here in Los Angeles, uh, folks. If, if you are a political junkie, uh, there's something called Politicon happening down at the Pasadena Convention Center, and it is really quite a show. I think they're expecting about eight thousand people. Uh, James Carville is there, and Coulter is there. Uh, Bob Schrum, the legendary Democrat consultant and campaign manager, who has been uh, he's been kidded for decades over the fact that uh, he's he's handled some hugely high-profile uh, uh, campaigns but he's never actually brought home a winner he's never been on the winning side in terms of the presidential folks I, I saw him out there at Pasadena earlier today and they were kidding him about it and, and his comeback was well you know I I consider that Al Gore actually won in 2000 I think he won the election but for uh, but for of course the Supreme Court vote and, and somebody on the panel was joking they said well yeah I think the uh, I think the black vote was pivotal. And he said, yeah, Clarence Thomas, the fifth vote on, on the Supreme Court. Our friend John Phillips uh, is out there as well. Uh, you'll see him on CNN, of course. He's got the uh, KBC Afternoon Drive a show along with uh, Jillian Barbary on KBC here in Los Angeles. And John made some really valuable points in terms of trying to analyze uh, the Obama legacy. So again, if you're a political junkie, you might want to head out to Pasadena this weekend to take in the Politicon show. So before we get to uh, the big uh, the big stories of the week in terms of uh, the continuing Russia drama and also the uh, Affordable Care Act reform— um, I, I wanted to say it's good that Anthony uh, Scaramucci wasn't here, I think, because you never know what he might have said. He he might have come up with some really, uh, uh, can you believe this guy's language? Uh, I, I think he's going to be corrupting the, the Trump official family. So Scaramucci, uh, he was supposed to be at Politicon. Uh, he was going to be grilled by a lot of journalists, and I think he figured you know what, i got I got two important things to do uh, back in Washington, D.C., so he ended up bailing out. So no Scaramucci at the Pasadena Politicon show. When we come back, we're going to talk about some basic values, I think, that we can uh, use as a prism to look at uh, the week's big political and legal stories. Stay with us on The Royal Oak Show. We'll be back on CRN with The Royal Oak Show.
3: Credit cards are sure fun to use, perhaps a little addicting, and they kind of make you feel rich. Well, if you're like most Americans, you've got over five maxed out credit cards in your pocket right now, and you can barely make the minimum payments, right? I'd like to personally recommend a company called DebtHelper.com. DebtHelper.com is a licensed and insured nonprofit debt management agency. They can help cut your interest rates by as much as 50% and lower your monthly payments, saving you thousands of dollars in finance charges on your credit card bills. DebtHelper.com does not lend money. DebtHelper's program could have you paying off your credit card debt in full in a three to five year period. Call DebtHelper.com right now for your free confidential consultation today. 866-706-3328, 866-706-3328, 866-706-3328. Credit Card Management Services, ADBA, DebtHelper.com, 1325 North Congress, 7, number 201 West Palm Beach, Florida 33401. Don't payment of debt may creditors to increase finance and other charges or undertake collection activity, including litigation. Including litigation.
2: Welcome back to the Royal Oak Show. And as promised, uh, you know, I'm honored uh, by the idea that you would take uh, time out of your day to listen to me bloviate on these stories. And because it's an honor, I think you're entitled to know where I'm coming from. Uh, We like to explore the biggest legal stories, political stories of the week. But you have a right to know what it means to explore these stories, because it's more than just recapping the news events. You know what happened. Yeah, you're, you're, you're news junkies if you're listening to a show like this. But the exploration of a story is to come to conclusions about the significance of the stories by viewing them through the prism of fundamental values. And I wanted to share with you what my take is on the most fundamental values that a person can use to evaluate public policy issues. So... Uh, They are four, security, freedom, justice, and compassion, just to give you a little overview. Let's take them one by one. So what do I mean by security? Well, this is the most basic value of them all. You can have a wonderful commitment to freedom, and it doesn't do you any good when your head is chopped off by ISIS or when your head is blown off by a gangbanger carrying out a home invasion robbery. So what's the most basic value? fundamental value of them all it's a strong military it's strong police force to provide security this is job number one and this is so basic it goes back to really the origins of political philosophy those of you remember your, your political science classes you may remember thomas Hobbes and and folks like that and something they called the social contract so what's the social contract it's a deal between you and the government whereby you say okay government here you go Here's a ticket to basically run our lives because we want you to protect us. Now, years and years ago, like centuries and centuries ago, it was a sort of anarchy. It was a Mad Max kind of environment. It was, you know, anything goes, the the survival of the strongest. And it was great for the really big, strong guys because they could push folks around and do anything they wanted. But the problem is you never know when somebody's going to walk around the corner and be even meaner and bigger and stronger than you. And people didn't like the idea of living in perpetual fear, so they were willing to give up some control over their lives to a government that would provide security to them. The next step came when people said, okay, that was swell, you know, it's not a Mad Max deal anymore, but mm, we want a government that is answerable to us. And that, of course, led to the great American experiment in democracy and our Constitution, and wonderful things happened. So that's issue number one. Security. When you're thinking about a public policy issue, how is security coming into play? Issue number two, freedom. Once you know you're not going to be killed by some guy on an anarchic Mad Max landscape, your attention turns to the value of freedom. Now, maybe you're a libertarian. Maybe you oppose drug laws and obscenity laws. Maybe you're a moderate. Maybe you're okay with forcing folks to wear seatbelts and you're comfortable with victimless crimes being on the books. Well, that's the essence of politics. You work it out through a compromise, but you recognize that freedom is a value that's right up there, in my opinion, right after security. Value number three is justice. Justice is the power, you know, whether it's to arrest somebody or take their money through a civil suit Uh, It has to be exercised fairly and justly. You have to implement justice without discrimination. Equal protection of the laws means the laws are applied equally regardless of your age and your sex and your race. And what it comes down to is having the people who make decisions have to be totally fair, colorblind judges. I love the analogy that Chief Justice John Roberts used, and the analogy is an umpire. When you are an umpire, you're standing there behind home plate and you got your mask on and you got your test protector on, and the guy is racing toward third, and you got to make a call. There's a big pile of dust, and he, he slides in just about the time he's, he's tagged out. You have to make the call. If you're making that call based on his race, if you're making it on what team he's on and where your loyalties lie, you're not giving justice. The people who hand out justice and make decisions in this country, whether it's people who decide who to indict, whether it's a judge making a key decision in a court case, whether it's a jury making a decision, are are we going to condemn somebody to prison for the rest of their life or take all their money, they've got to be umpires who don't care about the characteristics of the person racing down that third base line. That's the essence of justice. Fourth and final value is compassion. Freedom to make money and to keep it, it has its limits. We don't believe in letting people go hungry or homeless, so we tax people to pay for reasonable steps to be compassionate. We don't seek income equality. We seek a way to help people in need. So these are the values that I use as my my lens, my prism. Every big legal story is about one of these basic values. And the goal is to try to shine a light on these issues and the public policy choices involved in the big stories in a way that points in the direction of the basic values. Well let's be specific. Let's let's look to the headlines. Trump and Russia. Here, I think the value is justice. You got Trump's enemies clamoring for his scalp. Maybe they deserve to get it and maybe they're gonna get it. You have his defenders, who by his own admission, would be okay with him shooting somebody on Fifth Avenue. Well, thinking about our values, that's not justice. That's not a neutral umpire calling balls and strikes for somebody to say, I don't care if my hero Donald Trump shoots somebody on Fifth Avenue. I just love him. This is a populist revolution. Let's get it on. That's not fair. That's not a consideration of who's at bat, whether they're black or white, young or old, liberal or conservative. That's just pure, undiluted bias. And, of course, that's a good expression to apply to the people who are attacking Trump, by and large. Pure, undiluted bias. So the answer is you can't have prosecutors or judges with an axe to grind having anything to do with the investigation and trial of Donald Trump or his people. We're going to get into that a little later in the hour. What about the other big issue, Um, Obamacare reform? Well, here the values are freedom and compassion. Freedom means the freedom to choose your health care in terms of circumstances. You remember the president's uh, expression, President Obama's expression he used? And I think they totaled it up. as was about 43 separate speeches. Well, you, you, if you like your doctor, you can keep your doctor. Do you like your policy? You can keep your policy. Well, that wasn't exactly true. Obamacare involves not being able to choose your doctor and your policy. The law is very specific about what kind of coverage you have to buy that the government is going to approve. So, Freedom is a value that's implicated by Obamacare reform. What about freedom from fear? We're going to get into that as well. You don't want to be bankrupted by medical bills. That is a common fear among Americans, and you want to avoid that. And you can get that through the use of catastrophic insurance that the government can help you get. You have high-risk pools. And freedom from a disastrous socialized medicine system is also something that people are entitled to. And the final angle in terms of values for uh, Obamacare reform is obviously compassion. But the key here is that you help people who need help. You don't give everything away for free just to buy votes. Because if you do that, you are inevitably going to go down a very dark road that we see from every single pair, every socialized medicine approach around the world. The first thing you run into is a very long line, and you stand in that line while you endure physical pain. You need a hip replacement, but you can't get it because you're not at the front of the line. And then when you get at the front of the line, you have poor quality care.
1: This is Royal Oaks. Stay with us. We'll be right back. We'll be back on CRN with the Royal Oak Show.
0: Experience your home away from home being beachfront at the Kanapali Beach Hotel. Begin your getaway relaxing on over 11 acres of tropical Hawaiian gardens at Hawaii's most Hawaiian hotel. Voted best Aloha Spirit by Hawaii magazine readers. Just walking around the grounds with all the tropical vegetation, relaxing poolside, or kicking back in the sun on the world renowned Kanapali Beach makes you feel like your home in paradise. There's a package to fit all your needs. Wedding, honeymoon, activities, private parties, great food, or just good old beach fun, the hotel perpetuates the Hawaiian tradition at its best. Call 661-0011 or visit kbhmaui.com. Hotel.
3: Maui's
2: Hey, Lorraine, do you realize that your mother, my mother-in-law, Chef Maria, has been serving Las Vegas since 1949?
0: Yes, I do, Dennis. That's when she first met Howard Hughes, who fell in love with her cooking.
2: And in 1955, she opened her first restaurant on Fremont Street. Yes, dear. And another great customer was Liberace. Wow. Then in 1962, while Frank Sinatra and the Rat Pack were causing global excitement on the Las Vegas Strip, your family opened their second restaurant. And in 1962... Seventy-two,
3: Elvis Presley began electrifying Las Vegas audiences and eating in
2: our restaurant. You know, Lorraine, this is quite a town. There's only one Las Vegas. And there's only one Bootlegger Italian Bistro.
4: Folks, when you're in Las Vegas, come visit us. We'll make you feel like you're part of our family. The Bootlegger Italian Bistro, conveniently located at 7700 Las Vegas Boulevard, South Strip. Visit our website at www.bootleggerlasvegas.com.
2: This is Royal Oaks with the Royal Oaks Show. We're talking about our prism of values that we like to use to evaluate some of these public policy issues. I was giving you some examples uh, about, obviously, uh, compassion comes into play uh, when you look at Obamacare reform. The four values, freedom, justice, compassion, uh, and uh, security. I mean, Those are the big four. What about the right to die issue? Well, here are the values of freedom and compassion. Freedom. Assisted suicide, uh, in one sense, it's a convenient way for family members and society to get rid of people who have become maybe more trouble than they are worth. They're just too darned expensive, and yet you have to balance the right of people who are in intractable pain. More and more states are saying, you know what, Uh, there is a right to die with dignity. But it's a balancing test, because... You're making suicide possible, and that means in some cases there will be pressure and coercion and guilt and decisions made in the throes, perhaps, of temporary despondency. And this is where you get to the dirty little secret about the assisted suicide law in California. When the California legislature decided a couple of years ago to go this route, they had a choice, because there are a lot of other states, Oregon and some others, that have already been down this road. They had a choice here in California. Do you require a person who wants assistance taking their own life to get some mental health counseling, or do you not? That was the choice that the legislature made, and they made the wrong choice. They said, no, we're not going to force people to do that. If somebody wants to kill themselves, we're just going to get them the drugs. You know, they, they have to prove their terminal condition. They've got to have a doctor involved. We're not going to require that. And that was incredibly bad public policy. You're talking about people who, as I say, in some cases have temporary despondency, and they've done surveys that have found that with some counseling, with some medication, people's decisions change. And yet if you don't have the mental health counseling, you can't have the opportunity to make that change. Now, there's an analogy. You may remember a few years ago that Maniac down at UC Santa Barbara there in Isla Vista decided that beautiful, blonde young women weren't paying enough attention to him, so he decided to make a little movie about it and then go out and and kill a bunch of people. So California responded by passing a law that let any family member go to a court and say, Your Honor, I want you to look into the fact that my cousin Bert has a gun, and I think he's going to do something crazy. Let's have a hearing. In California, we have that law. I think that the same analogous principle applies to assisted suicide. If you, Before you let a doctor help Cousin Bert off himself, there is a real possibility of coercion, of pressure, of guilt, of temporary despondency, so why not have a hearing in the form of mandatory mental health counseling? so that 's one of the examples of, of, of taking a look at this value of freedom and of compassion in connection with the right to die issue. Hey, before we get to the uh, the big stories of the week, including the uh, ACA reform and also uh, and also this issue about uh, the continuing Russia drama with the Trump administration. I wanted to get you a little update on the o j Simpson um, story, and of course, this is probably was probably a predictable uh, development uh, after Simpson uh, won his parole hearing uh, a week ago last Thursday. Of course, we heard from Fred Goldman because Fred uh, still justifiably is furious with OJ Simpson. So this may not come as a shock to you, but here's what Fred Goldman said a few days ago. Uh, he said a conflict free life that's how Simpson described his life a conflict free life. This is who he is, according to Fred Goldman. He is a sociopath. He's a narcissistic liar. He is a murderer, a thug, a kidnapper. The list goes on. And Fred Goldman mentioned, of course, the wife-beating charge in 1989, where O.J. Simpson pled no contest. It was a road rage charge in 2001. He was found not guilty on that one. He was uh, There was a contempt of court citation in uh, 2008 that put him in jail for five days, and, of course, let's not forget the 1994 slaying of Ron Goldman and Nicole. So this is not a shock, as I say. Uh, but according to, uh, according to Fred Goldman, uh, he is, again, a, a man who has led anything but a conflict-free life. O.J. Simpson is uh, headed for Florida, we are told. Uh, he's probably going to live with his pal Tom Squatto, who's got a, a room uh, in a home that he's going to be renting to him. O.J.'s pointing out a couple of his adult kids live there. So if you're living in Florida, folks, uh, come October, you're going to have a big decision to make. How are you going to behave? How are you going to react to O.J. Simpson? When we come back, we're going to be talking about the Russia drama. Stay with us.
1: We'll be back on CRN with the Royal Oak Show. You're experiencing pain back pain, shoulder, elbow, or hand pain, pain from a sports injury? If so, schedule a visit with Dr. Michael Shep's, the leading expert in laser therapy for pain management. Call 310-873-4422 or go to com. Experience Epic-T, the breakthrough laser therapy system that Dr. Shep's developed to make you pain-free in less time. Laser therapy is a non-invasive, safe and effective in-office procedure that penetrates deep into your skin without damaging the tissue. It perfectly targets areas of pain to promote fast, natural healing. Relax your muscles, ease muscle spasms, joint stiffness, and arthritis pain while increasing blood circulation. For over 25 years, Dr. Sheps has helped Olympic athletes and sports enthusiasts alike get back in the game. Schedule your visit with Dr. Sheps at his Brentwood office in California. Call 310-873-4422 or visit DrSheps.com. That's D-R-S-H-E-P-S.com. 310-873-4422.
3: Kaanapali Beach
0: Hotel, Maui's Hotel From traditional Hawaiian weddings and vow renewals To your own unique ceremony Find out why Kaanapali Weddings Is the perfect place to say, I do Create the memory that will last a lifetime At the place you and your family know and love Kaanapali Beach Hotel Imagine yourself and your loved one just steps away from world-famous Kaanapali Beach in one of many wedding venues to choose from, including oceanside lawns, tropical gardens, or indoor banquet rooms. With your choice of catering, bar, floral, and musical options, you can make your special day customized just for you. Their wedding specialists will help you plan your dream wedding today. For more information, visit KaanapaliWeddings.com or call 661-0011. Kaanapali Weddings, the perfect place to say, I do.
3: Kaanapali Beach Hotel, Maui's Hawaiian Hotel. 800-989-1361.
1: That's 800-989-1361. CRN listeners, when you come to Southern California, stop by a great restaurant, the Dresden Restaurant at 1760 North Vermont Avenue in Hollywood. Enjoy great entertainment, like the music of the legendary Marty and Elaine at the world-famous Dresden Restaurant. The Dresden was a location for the making of the movie Swingers. Now you can swing with stars Marty and Elaine. Plus, enjoy great food, too, like French onion soup, artichoke hearts, and many other great appetizers. Seafood? There's salmon, shrimp scampi, New Zealand orange roughy, halibut, Lake Superior whitefish, and specialties like veal marsala, piccata, and parmigiana. Plus, we've got a great roast rack of lamb, chicken piccata, and cordon bleu, and pasta dishes, too. Steaks? Filet. New York, Chateaubriand for two. Much more, too, including pork chops, prime rib of beef, and an incredibly extra large cut of prime rib. It's the Dresden Restaurant, open for lunch Monday through Saturday and dinner Monday through Sunday. Check us out at 1760 North Vermont Avenue or call 323-665-4294.
2: This is the Royal Oaks Show. I'm Royal Oaks, and we are following up on the O.J. Simpson story. So the New York Post is trying to describe uh, just what his life might be like there in Florida. They say, well, in a way, it won't be much different from any other retiree in the Sunshine State, basking in the sun, he'll play golf daily, hang out with his friends. Where exactly he'll be living is a little unclear. He's got this friend, Tom Scotto who said, well, you can temporarily hang out with me in uh, Miami uh, before he buys a house of his own. Of course, that's one of the reasons O.J. is going to Florida is because they've got nice debtor-friendly homestead rules. He will not be moving back to his big four-bedroom, four-bath ranch-style home that he once owned in a Miami suburb. The bank foreclosed on that property, and it was recently put up for sale for $1.3 million dollars. So he's got a report, of course, to a parole officer, has to submit himself to random searches, drug and alcohol testing, and will have to surrender his passport. One of his pals there in Miami is a guy named Pedro Rosado. He's a chef and partner at the Roasters and Toasters Deli in Pinecrest, Florida, where O.J. would come a couple of times a week for breakfast after dropping his kids off at school. And so uh, Pedro says, boy, it's going to be tough on O.J. No drinking, no messing around. No partying, no drugs, no this, no that. It's going to be extremely hard for anybody that comes out on parole. So we can all, all feel really sorry for O.J. Simpson. One interesting angle is uh, USC's attitude toward him. Now, they, they said this week mm, O.J. is not, not really welcome at USC football functions, which, you know, that's good. I'm, I'm kind of proud of SC for saying that. But there's an interesting fact his number 32 jersey is still retired there at the Coliseum, and at USC in Heritage Hall, his Heisman Trophy is on display. Now that I guess I don't get. I guess I would have a question for USC. Exactly how many people do you have to kill before you take down the Heisman Trophy? Five? Ten? Fifty? What about a thousand? What if you killed a thousand people would you take down their Heisman Trophy? Maybe a, maybe a good question for USC while they also deal with the, the doctor issue that's been going on uh, at the university. All right. Uh, the other update I wanted to get into uh, is our friend, uh, not our friend, but uh, some people's friend, uh, Bill Cosby. Uh, one of his accusers is in trouble. You remember uh, Cosby has had, oh, 50, 53 women say, guess what? Uh, uh, interesting story that we've been hearing from, uh, from Andrea Kansan. Same exact thing happened to me in terms of him using quaaludes, uh, drugging them, waking up realizing they'd been a victim of sexual abuse. So the judge in, in Pennsylvania decided that although the prosecution wanted 12 of those 53 women to testify in addition to Andrea Constand, the principal accuser, the judge said, no, 12 seems like overkill. We're going to go with one, one extra. So the judge allowed two women to testify. And as we know, uh, the jury ended up hung. They were unable to reach a verdict. So one of the 53 accusers is a gal who's gotten a fair amount of publicity. I think this is one of Gloria Allred's clients. Uh, Chloe Goins is her name. Uh, she's a, an exotic dancer. She's 27 years old. And she's in a little trouble. She claims, a decade ago, back in 2008, she was at a Playboy Mansion party, and she says Bill Cosby uh, sexually assaulted her. But she is in even worse trouble, maybe, than Bill Cosby right now, because she's just been arrested on suspicion of bringing heroin to a San Diego County jail. She was parked in a lot at the uh, Bailey Detention Center in Ote Mesa uh, when a deputy approached her about uh, some kind of vehicle violation— And uh, a drug thought to be heroin was found in her car. She was soon arrested uh, thereafter. She faces two felony charges, possessing a controlled substance in prison and bringing alcohol or drugs into prison, according to jail records. So she's being held on $25,000 bail. And again, she's one of the dozens of women to accuse Cosby of sexual assault across many years and across the country. According to the L.A. Times, what Goins told investigators was that the comedian drugged her drink, causing her to uh, black out at a Midsummer Night's Dream-themed party at the Playboy Mansion in 2008 when she was 18. When she awoke, uh, she was naked on the bed, and Cosby was at the foot of the bed with his pants at his feet. So we'll have to follow her experiences. So the uh, big story of the week, along with the uh, Obamacare reform, is the continuing saga of uh, Russia. And, and, you know, the amazing thing to me is that the Russia allegations, you could call them an existential threat with respect to the uh, Trump administration. I mean, these allegations are so serious that they could bring the downfall of the Trump presidency. And if you picked up USA Today this past week, it was a pretty amazing uh, headline USA split on Trump impeachment. Exactly 34% of Americans think Trump should be impeached. 34% think he should not be impeached. I guess the rest are are, are a little uh, undecided. But the bottom line is, I mean, this is kind of the definition of an existential threat. If, If Trump is facing a third of the population right now, before smoking guns have emerged saying that he should be impeached, what's it going to be like in six to nine months after more facts have come out and after Robert Mueller, the special counsel, has been doing his thing? So the the ferocity of Trump's response to the Russia allegations in a way is kind of suspicious. I mean, if he's innocent, why not just say, you know what, ladies and gentlemen, this is a crock, but if the Congress and the system wants a special counsel, and that's what the Department of Justice wants, if they want to waste the taxpayers' money, fine, knock yourself out, okay? You're going to learn at the end of the road what we at the White House already know, that there's no there there. That could be an approach by Donald Trump, but that's not the vibe we're getting from Donald Trump. Maybe it's because he's just a fighter. Maybe it's because he is inherently pugnacious. This is how he rolls. Not necessarily that he is guilty. The issue is, and kind of gets obscured with, with amid all uh, of the excitement, the issue is, did Donald Trump or his people have any involvement in Russia's attempt to interfere with the last year's election? Now the natural suspicion because of Russia's hacking efforts helping Donald. They spent every day in the last month of the campaign releasing Podesta's emails, Hillary's emails. It dramatically helped Trump's chances. And then 10 days before the election, Comey re-raises this investigation. You know, they found Anthony Weiner's laptop. It seems very suspicious. And yet, so far, so far, no smoking guns. Just a lot of dust kicked up about meetings. When we come back, we'll talk about the importance of a fair investigation of Trump. This is Royal Oaks. Stay with us.
1: We'll be back on CRN with the Royal Oak Show.
2: What are you
0: going to do with your old car? You can try selling it. You could junk it. Or you could donate it to Heritage for the Blind. Your car will be towed away for free and your donation is tax deductible. Just call 1-800-785-9618. Heritage for the Blind accepts cars, vans, trucks, and boats. It doesn't matter if your vehicle runs or not. It will be towed away for free, and you'll be supporting those that need help. Heritage for the Blind is a nonprofit organization that helps the visually impaired live fuller lives. Call right now to donate your car, and as a special thank you for calling, you'll receive a free three-day vacation voucher to many exciting locations call heritage for the blind right now 1-800-785-9618 donating is easy and your vehicle is towed away for free plus you'll get a free vacation voucher call now 1-800-785-9618 that's 1-800-785-9618
4: when you really want italian food you've got to go to Colombo's. columbos italian steakhouse and jazz club colorado boulevard eagle rock And if there's one thing about Columbo's, it's their tradition of giving back to the community. This year, Columbus is asking you to help the Los Robles Medical Center. They send teams of doctors, clinicians, and support staff down to Honduras. And when it comes to health, Honduras is below third world country status. It's that bad. Any contribution for the purchase of medication and supplies for the unfortunate in Honduras is needed right now. The Los Robles Medical Mountain Team leaves for Honduras in August, so your contributions are needed now. Please help and make a difference. Go to friendsofbarnabas.com, friendsofbarnabas.com. Then scroll down to the Donate button and designate the funds to Los Robles 2017. And thank you.
2: Welcome back to the Royal Oak Show. I'm talking about the ongoing Russia drama, the soap opera in Washington. So here's the deal: uh, When was the last time a president was ragging on his attorney general, endlessly berating him, one tweet after another, criticizing uh, Sessions? I mean, what is wrong with this picture? What conceivable motivation? would Trump have for treating Sessions like this? Oh, I don't know. Let's spin it out. He wants Sessions out of the job. I mean, he could fire him anytime he wants. Maybe he wants Sessions to just finally say, I'm out of here. I'm not taking this any longer. Now, why would Donald Trump want Sessions out of the job? Well, what would happen? He'd have to replace him. Okay, let's let's say he picks some really terrific, reputable, top cop, top lawman for the nation to be the new attorney general. Now, what is it about this guy that Trump might be interested in, in terms of characteristics and background? Oh, I don't know. Let's see. Maybe he's somebody that wouldn't have to recuse himself from looking into the Russia issues. And so now, Trump would have an attorney general who could stay on the job and investigate the Russia allegations. That would be really good from Donald Trump's standpoint. And then let's turn over to the special counsel, Robert Mueller. Well, he's still there because you'll recall after Sessions recused himself, the deputy AG Rod Rosenstein appointed Mueller as the special counsel. Well, Do you really need the special counsel any longer since you've got a a new recusal-free, conflict-free attorney general? No, you don't. So you get rid of him. Well, how do you get rid of him? Well, the rules say that you get rid of him if he's violated some sort of Department of Justice regulations. That would be a case that's hard to make. But wait, there's more. Donald Trump could take the position that, you know what, Mr. Mueller, he's got a bromance going with James Comey. They know each other from way back. They're really friendly. I just don't think that he can be objective. And Trump can point to the fact that a lot of the guys that have joined the staff for Robert Mueller are absolutely in the progressive camp. There is this strong track record of them donating a lot of money to Democrat candidates, to Hillary Clinton against Donald Trump. Now, Dana Perino, who you'll see on on the Fox uh, uh, program, The Five, had an interesting idea on on one of the morning shows this morning. Her idea was, hey, to uh, help smooth the transition and avoid ticking off the Trump conservative base who loved Jeffrey Sessions, who after all is a really conservative guy and showed such loyalty, he was really the first national figure among the, the political class to come out in favor of Donald Trump, I think early last year, to avoid a backlash by them as well as the rest of the nation if you fire Sessions. Here's what Donald Trump could do. Donald Trump could say, hey, guess what? Uh, You know that job that uh, General Kelly had in terms of anti-terrorism, homeland security? General Kelly just took over as Trump's chief of staff. Why don't we move Jeffrey Sessions over to head up this anti-terror homeland security effort? That way we're not really firing him. We're giving him a new job to do. And so you don't have to be angry about us moving him over. We replace him with a conflict-free attorney general, the president regretfully fires Mueller, puts up with the Saturday Night Massacre firestorm of criticism, and he'll be able to make his case for bias. Possibly, when we talk next week, we'll see if any of this has come to pass. But in terms of the smoking guns, we were talking a minute ago about how 34% of Americans think that Trump should be impeached. You know, we have a lot of dust kicked up about meetings, Uh, about poor recollections, about failure to disclose meetings. It looks bad, and it theoretically could support an overall conclusion about Donald Jr. being uh, guilty of deceit or some sort of illegality. Is it evidence of collusion? The bottom line is that Trump's ham-handed firing of Comey isn't evidence of collusion. It makes him look guilty— and his willingness to fire the FBI director to avoid getting caught makes him look guilty. It doesn't mean he is guilty of a crime. First, of course, he said he fired uh, Comey because of this Department of Justice letter saying Comey screwed up back in July 2016. Then... Trump made the mistake of giving his interview to Lester Holt about Russia. Then Trump had his Oval Office meeting with some Russians in which he said, yeah, uh, the investigation of Russia was the reason I I got rid of Comey. This triggered a debate over obstruction. Again, it's not evidence of collusion. Then we have the Donald Jr. June 2016 uh, issue. Uh, of his meeting with the Russians that everybody's been talking about the last few weeks. And it's a murky legal question. Half the law professors you talk to say, yeah, that could be evidence of uh, collusion, uh, of uh, violation of the election law. The other half say, no, you know what? The election law requires soliciting something of value from a foreign nation or a foreign person. And he didn't solicit anything. And what he got was not of value. It was a promise of dirt on Hillary Clinton, but it really wasn't there. Finally, you got Donald Trump's request for information on pardons. People are pointing to that and saying, well, you know, that's obvious evidence of guilt. It doesn't mean he's guilty. It's kind of intriguing. It's sort of suspicious that he would be wondering who may he pardon and may he pardon himself. But again, it's not evidence of collusion. When we come back, we're going to get into the issue of whether Robert Mueller, the special counsel, should go. The allegation is he's got the bromance with Comey. The allegation is he's got a staff that is blatantly partisan against Trump. Now, why is it important to determine whether Mueller should go right now? When we come back, I'll give you my take. This is Royal Oaks
1: on The Royal Oak Show. We'll be back on CRN with The Royal Oak Show. Experience a luxury boutique hotel escape in the heart of Laguna Beach, California. With the finest art gallery, shopping, dining, and nightlife just steps from your door. The heart of Laguna Beach, the edge of the sea. It's the Inn at Laguna Beach. Enjoy our comfortable rooms blending the style of a timeless beach bungalow with the modern comforts of today. 70 newly appointed guest rooms and suites await you at the Inn at Laguna Beach. Then relax at the rooftop bar where you'll indulge in breathtaking views of the ocean. For dining, you'll find libations and local cuisine on the California coastline, including dining at the legendary Las Brisas, a Southern California landmark. The Inn at Laguna Beach. Footsteps from room to village to sea located in the heart of Laguna Beach. The Inn is within walking distance of all that Laguna Beach has to offer. No car required. The Inn at Laguna Beach. 211 North Coast Highway in Laguna Beach, California. Call 800-544-4479 or visit innatlagunabeach.com. If you're
0: eligible for Medicare, you need to know there is money available to you that can lower your Medicare prescription costs. How much can you save? Find out now by making a free call to health markets. They'll search from a variety of nationally recognized plans to find you the right coverage at a price that fits your budget. And they'll do all this valuable research for you at no charge to you. And remember, you may be able to save money on your prescriptions. We'll tell you if you qualify. Why pay a penny more than you have to for an insurance policy? Let us find you the right plan at the right price and see if you qualify to lower your prescription costs. Put our free service to work for you at no charge. Call Health Markets right now.
3: 800-990-0351. 800-990-0351. 800-990-0351. That's 800-990-0351.
0: Health Markets Insurance Agency is the DBA of InSphere Insurance Solutions, Inc. Licensed in all 50 states and D.C. Service and product availability varies by state. Agents may be compensated based on your enrollment.
1: C.R.I. Listeners, when you come to Southern California, stop by a great restaurant, the Dresden Restaurant at 1760 North Vermont Avenue in Hollywood. Enjoy great entertainment, like the music of the legendary Marty and Elaine at the world-famous Dresden Restaurant. The Dresden was a location for the making of the movie Swingers. Now you can swing with stars Marty and Elaine. Plus, enjoy great food, too, like French onion soup, artichoke hearts, and many other great appetizers. Seafood? There's salmon, shrimp scampi, New Zealand orange roughy, halibut, Lake Superior whitefish, and specialties like veal marsala, piccata, and parmigiana. Plus, we've got a great roast rack of lamb, chicken piccata, and cordon bleu, and pasta dishes, too. Steaks? Filet. New York, Chateaubriand for two. Much more, too, including pork chops, prime rib of beef, and an incredibly extra large cut of prime rib. It's the Dresden Restaurant, open for lunch Monday through Saturday and dinner Monday through Sunday. Check us out at 1760 North Vermont Avenue or call 323-665-4294.
2: Welcome back to The Royal Oaks Show. I'm Royal Oaks, and you've been wondering, should Robert Mueller go? Should he stay? Well, fortunately, I got your answer here. He's got to go. Vast majority of criminal cases, potential criminal cases, I got no problem with prosecutors having enormous power. I'm fine with that. You need power to go up against drug cartels and the mafia and organized crime, all those villains from Breaking Bad. But when you get into the field of political crime... Suddenly, you got a new issue. You've got passions that are really strong, and it's simply not fair for people who have an axe to grind to be making decisions about indictments and prosecutions and so on. And progressives, uh, you'll, you'll like what I'm going to say now. Exhibit A for my argument is Ken Starr, the pit bull who went after Bill Clinton in the 1990s. He started out with a very narrow charge, that fishy whitewater land deal. And before you know it, he expanded it to anything and everything that Clinton had conceivably done wrong, including fooling around with an intern and lying about it under oath. And the next thing you know, we're going down the impeachment rabbit hole. There is nothing you can do about the fact that impeachment is going to be inherently political, the House decides to charge the president with a crime, in essence, and the Senate acts as the jury, needing to vote by two-thirds to convict, to remove him from office, in other words. Just because Congress is inherently political doesn't mean prosecutors should be. You've got to go back to the special prosecutor approach from the 1970s that was implemented after Watergate. That had a better system than we have now. The flaw in that system is that you had three federal judges appointing prosecutors. Well, three is an odd number means you're going to have two conservatives and one liberal or two liberals and one conservative. Either way, you wind up with a prosecutor handpicked by either a pair of conservatives or a pair of liberals. I think we need to let federal judges make the call. How about let's make sure it's an even number of judges and make them work to come up with the name of a prosecutor, work until they can find somebody that both sides think is truly a straight shooter who won't stock the pond with a bunch of Hillary donors and Hillary lawyers. The idea behind a special counsel is that every once in a while, the people whose job it is to prosecute crimes, the Department of Justice, part of the executive branch, is in the awkward position of having to investigate and possibly charge with crimes people in their own government, their own Justice Department, maybe their boss. Maybe they worked for them. The law says that's a conflict of interest. You can't be expected to be totally unbiased and colorblind in your prosecutorial decisions, so you bring in a special prosecutor. That person has to follow the general rules in the Department of Justice for prosecuting people, but they're independent. Well, you haven't achieved your goal if they're not independent. There can't be any question about that. So here's the big-time question. Mueller and Comey are friends. Robert Mueller, special counsel, and James Comey, former FBI director who's pointing the finger at Donald Trump and is writing a big book about it, They worked together closely for decades. And Mueller has assembled a group of people who unquestionably hate Donald Trump. Now you tell me, how is that a formula for fairness? These prosecutors want promotions. They want fame. They want—this is a formula for unfairness. Political history is replete with examples of overzealous, biased prosecutors with a not-so-secret agenda— and a desperate lust to promote their careers and destroy their political opponents. Of all the categories of human beings on the planet, who are the ones we most profoundly want to be totally and completely fair? They're the ones that hold the power of life and death, of freedom and imprisonment, of a peaceful, happy, productive life, as opposed to a person's life turning upside down and being forced to destroy their family and their health and their wealth in order to fend off a voracious pursuer. We don't want another Kenneth Starr. Sorry, Robert Mueller. You really shouldn't be on the job any longer. There have to be some really strong, honest people that can be selected by both Democrats and Republicans. Hey, this is Royal Oaks. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next week on The Royal Oaks Show.
4: Because that was your theme.
1: are you tired of hearing your favorite talk radio show sound like this what if you could hear your favorite shows in crystal clear high definition digital sound well with crn digital talk radio six channels of high definition radio you can now hear all of your favorite hosts like you've never heard them before in crn hd the difference is amazing Catch your favorite political hosts like Dennis Prager, Tom Hartman, Barry Farber, and so many more. Entertainment and lifestyle programming like the Robert Conrad Show, the What's Cooking Show, and the What's Cooking on Wine Show, all in true CRNHD audio. Sports, business, travel, food, wine, politics, there is something for everyone, and it's all available in CRN High Definition Sound. Log on to www.crntalk for listings and information on all your favorite shows. That's www.crntalk.com.